welcome to Streaming with a Purpose. I am your host, Sylvia Montgomery, and I welcome you to today's episode. So y'all, once a week, we come at you with some good, wholesome information that's going to grow your spirit, grow your mind, and your soul. We're giving you some tender nuggets that's going to take you through the week. So sit back and allow us about 20 minutes of your time and you will be blessed. Now, at Streaming with a Purpose, we believe that multiple streams of income is key. It's important to have income streams from different sources. That could mean multiple jobs, but we want to see you flourishing in your purpose. And if you could live your purpose and also earn income from it, would that even seem like work? So often, people are not living in their purpose because they don't have the time. They don't have the time because they're busy working. Well, why not make your work your purpose? So on Streaming with a Purpose, we talk to entrepreneurs who have been successful in earning a good living while living their purpose, or at least using their purpose as an additional stream of income. Now, it's not always easy to do. In fact, many of us don't even know how to get started. And that's why we're here to help you get up and going. We start off our show letting you know what's happening in the Sims community. Then we provide you with a little inspiration and motivation for your day. And then we'll have our special guests to come and share some wisdom with you about what they did to be able to be successful streaming additional income from their purpose. All right. You are listening to another episode of Streaming with a Purpose. Glad to be with you today. I am so glad you are with me today. And just want to give you another update on what is going on in the Sims community. If you are just tuning in for the first time, then you should know that on January 25th, I will be launching a purpose course, The Introvert's Guide to finding purpose. Now, that does not mean that this course is only open and available to anyone who considers himself an introvert. This course is open and available to anyone who is having a difficult time understanding what their purpose might be. So I happen to be an introvert. That's me. And I know there are so many others out there like me who are also introverts. So I'll be speaking a language that I think most introverts will understand, but it's a language that anyone can understand. So I just want to make sure that you understand that. So an introvert's guide to finding purpose launches on January 25th and registration is open. So if you go to my website at simsps1.com, then you you can register right then and there. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me immediately. Let me know because I want to be responsive to your questions. And also, the podcast has is moving right on along today. We're at episode 15. 
15. So I'm really excited about that, um, which means it started 15 episodes ago. So um, I'll be celebrating milestones along the way. And this is just wonderful. So I want to invite you, if you have a story that you want to share on your purpose journey or about your purpose journey, or if you just have some tender nuggets about purpose that you want to share with the world and you feel that people just need to know, please just schedule an interview from my website and we can make that happen. You could be a guest on this podcast. So I'll be so happy and elated to talk with you. And now what I'd like to do is just provide you with a little inspiration for the day. This bit of inspiration, y'all, is coming from Jimmy Dean. Now, um, he's a pretty famous person. Most of you or some of you might know him, but we probably eat a lot of his sausages, right? And his breakfast food. But Jimmy Dean says, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. And I think that's a very powerful quote. And I like that because I talk about pivoting a lot. And I think sometimes in life, we do have to pivot. We do have to adjust ourselves because the direction does change. When 2020 came and the pandemic hit, we didn't know what to do. And we had to make a lot of adjustments. But Hello, we're still here. We did it, right? We made the adjustments a lot of us did in our lives that we needed to make. Um, We lost a lot of businesses and that's unfortunate. But, you know, in so many other ways, we were able to adjust accordingly. And so I just want to continue to remind us that just because the world changes uh, the direction in, in which we intended to go, does not mean that that's the end all and be all of our plan. It just means we need to adjust our plan. All right. So we got that. And so I would like to take the opportunity to introduce my next guest. And that is Crystal Robinson. They call her Chrissy. And Chrissy is a brand strategist who has a lot to share about purpose. Take a listen. Uh, welcome to Streaming with a Purpose, Purpose uh, Podcast. So great to have you on the show today. And you are a brand strategist and web designer. So Chrissy, could you just uh, take a minute and share a little bit about you? Absolutely. So I run a creative agency. Um, and what we do is website development, um, brand strategy, visual identity systems, marketing, all that fun stuff that every business owner believes they need, believes it's not necessary, but some things are. Um, And then in addition to that, I also just for the past year have launched another business um, by accident, actually. And that is a group coaching program. So I have those two that I'm doing, but mostly it's my strategy consulting and uh, my creative agency. My group is just kind of something we meet actually every Tuesday. And um, that's going pretty well, pretty well. And what was that second group again? It's a group coaching program for entrepreneur women. So minority women. Gotcha. And um, it's called Boss Bish, B-I-S-H. 
<laughs> everyone's always like, what? But yes, that's what it's called. It was started by accident. I had intentions on building a group for myself. Um, but I ended up coaching a lot in the group and really wasn't able to participate the way I wanted to. So, which is a good thing, I guess. I get a higher impact. I'm all, I'm all about impact and being impact driven and purpose driven. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing. Okay, Crystal. Um, tell us how all of that translates into you living your purpose. Well, I think it didn't, it's not, um, it wasn't natural. And I like to say that because I think a lot of people are kind of chasing purpose and passion and really obsessed with the idea. Uh, but from like, since I was very young, I was very creative and I love design, but I also love like solving problems. Like I was that kid that would like come up with business plans. I was like a hustler. I had um, a necklace a uh, brand I had like I was doing nails I was doing everything and I always would run it like a business and be very like customer centric and so those two things like my creativity or design in me and then also the the love of business kind of just naturally over the years because it didn't start this way like color addict actually started as me painting like murals. Like if you've seen any of my videos online, there's like a Batman painting behind me. And mm -hmm. that is like the kind of work I was doing when Coloradic first started in 2014. But naturally getting less away from like the consumer aspect and more into the business, I started doing more like websites and um, marketing and logos and that kind of stuff. It, but I felt like something was missing and it's the strategic part of the business, like actually solving the problem through the design which is um, it's kind of how I'm here today. I, it, was a, it was a natural transition and it wasn't something that I like just set out to do. I didn't, in 2010, when I graduated, I wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna be a brand strategist. Like, I don't even think mm -hmm. there was a thing back then. So I just right. to say that because I think a lot of people are really obsessed with passion and so much that they're not living in the moment to experience what it is that they're experiencing which is actually slowing them down from getting the, pa the passion or the purpose that they're looking for, if you think about it, right? If you're always focused on what you're missing out on and, and the missing pieces, you can't really be present in what you need to do today. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Chrissy, you said a couple of things that I wanna just go back to for a minute. Um, the first thing you said was that, well, you knew you had a gift, you knew you had a talent, mm -hmm. but you knew that alone wasn't what was going to lead you to your purpose. You knew something was missing. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing you said mm, is that um, you needed to solve a problem, mm. which is the whole thing that entrepreneurship revolves around. If there's no problem to solve, there's no reason for the business. Mm -hmm. So you took your skill, your gift, your talent, you took that and decided, hmm, how can I use this to actually solve some people's problems? Because people have problems. I just need to know how I can, I just need to know how to go about solving them with the gifts and talents that I have. And I think that what you've done is you just set yourself up mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for your purpose. I mean, so often I actually had an interview this morning where um, 
we were talking about that. And even though she had the talent and it was something that she enjoyed doing, she found out that once she tried to just focus on that particular thing, that one thing, it wasn't what she wanted. Mm. So there were some missing pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. So oftentimes we're just so stuck on, you know, just trying to do and, and do it that we're missing right is what is right in front of us. You know, if we would just give in to um, to what we believe, who we are uh, and just dig deep within ourselves, um, nine times out of 10, that gift that we do have is going to help lead us to our purpose. But there are some other questions. There are some other pieces to the equation. And it sounds like you figured it out because, um, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit more effort on our part to get there. It's not an easy road. Mm -mm. Not at all. So how did you turn your passion and purpose into a stream of income? I noticed earlier you said that the group that you have now also is just something that just sort of happened. Um, but you do have um, the color addict. But how did you turn your passion and purpose into a stream of income? So uh, the short answer is slowly but surely. <laughs> but um in the beginning, like I said, I was doing murals. But once I started transitioning into kind of more like business design, that is where I had to do a lot of work, like most of the work. Like when you're just kind of like a hobbyist and just selling things, it's not that serious about like brand strategy, why you represent the problem you solve, all the things. Right. But once you start making a full time uh, gig out of it, this is like what I do full time. Right. So once you start making it a solidified thing, then you got to get real clear about who it is you help and why. And so my journey, I would say the first year that I transitioned into full-time entrepreneurship was the most stressful year of my life, probably. I had a lot of good people around me uh, from like a mentorship perspective uh, that I seeked out. They weren't like family and friends or anything, but just like different organizations. And everyone was kind of pointing me in the same direction, but not really giving me the actionable steps on how to do it. And I was researching and looking up all these different ways. And it, and all it was, was what everyone says, which is just like how to identify your target market, how to understand the problem you solve, how to understand your clients. And once it clicked, it really clicked because I knew I knew I was a good designer. Right. Because anyone can make and I'm a firm believer. Right. Anyone can make something look pretty. But does it work? Right. Are you invested in the results that it brings? And that's the piece for me that I feel has been missing when it comes to overall design and just people in my industry in general. There's a clear difference between dealing with someone like me and someone I call them like the sandwich artists, like the subway artists of designers who make the sandwich like exactly how you want it. <clears throat> they put three pickles on it and some mushrooms and whatever else you want in it, and it, it tastes okay. And then you have the brand strategist like I, who develops some like curated sandwich you would have never thought tastes well, and it works. And it's delicious, and you can't keep your hands off of it. So that's the way. I think I would not have got here without understanding my clients the way I do. Um, like I, when you get that reaction from certain people of like, oh, my gosh, how do you know? Are you do you have cameras in my office? Like clients have actually said this to me and it's from doing the work. And for those listening who are like, don't be so high level. What is the work? The work is understanding your clients and how you do that is one setting up client interviews, talking to them 
with like no expectations and then documenting the common threads, understanding their pain points and really just like honestly heightening your level of awareness overall will help you. Like I learn from people who aren't even my clients, right? I listen for the patterns. And I think that is what will set you apart as a business in general is just to do that work. But that's where everything really pivoted for me because I realized my clients come to me for logos and websites, but that's not really what they need. In their mind, they believe they need, they need a logo or a website to make sales or they need a logo or a website to get an audience or to get a community, X, Y, Z. They need it because it needs to get them something else. But they're very much so misinformed on what it really truly means to do business. And so oftentimes I turn down a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of work because of this. But I am much more happy with all the clients that I work with. And um, that's kind of how the group was birthed as well as having somewhere for those people to go to kind of nurture themselves as entrepreneurs and then also their business to get to a place where they're able able to invest in like brand strategy but I, again i would not have gotten there i would not be where i am if i did not go through that very 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 rough year of mm -hmm. trials and just trying different things throwing anything at the wall and uh I mean, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. But just if you're new at this, like anyone listening, if you're new at this, hold on. It's a journey. Don't expect, you know, instant results. It just doesn't work like that for anyone. And when you talk about putting in the work, I see here that you were you taught yourself, you're self-taught. Yes. Yes, I am. What does that mean? So I actually did not go to school for design. Believe it or not, I actually had no idea what I do even existed. And to be fair, right, 10, almost 15 years ago, it didn't exist the way it does today. Like if you remember, like back then, the internet was still pretty new. Websites mm -hmm. were pretty static. They're more informational, not so much the way they are today where you can do all these things and fancy all kinds of pipelines and funnels and all the things. Um, but even then, there wasn't such thing as web design and graphic design, but just I feel very often it's really crazy that we ask like 18 year olds to decide what they want to do for the rest of their life based off of like no knowledge outside of those who who are around them. And so what I found myself doing was like picking. I saw I remember I picked a poster or it was like a poster in school and it said like the top, like highest earning potential uh, degrees or something. And I picked the first two. I'm a double major in business uh, management and information systems. Nothing about design. <laughs> I am a self-taught designer. I literally got a job straight out of college um, with a corporation, Fortune 500 corporation. I had an amazing um, vice president at the time who I worked under. He gave me a laptop and basically was like, I'll approve anything you want on it. Completely unrelated to my job. He let me get Photoshop. And little by little, I taught myself how to use it. Because if you've mm -hmm. ever touched Photoshop, it's very overwhelming. But I took a very like iterative approach. So basically, anytime I had a project or anything that I was doing even for myself, I would push myself to try something new. So it would be, I might know how to do a square, but now I'm going to do a circle. Like I took it that slow of like, okay, now I'm gonna do some invitations for someone and I wanna use a glitter font, how do I make this? And I would go on YouTube, search it, implement it, and then slowly but surely, like I teach designers now, ironically enough, I teach and grow designers all the things that I learned. And also 
just some of my corporate knowledge of like the UI UX piece of design, like the user experience is, is basically what I'm talking about. That plus like me learning and having that like really um, still clear perspective of like what it means to start. It makes me a really, really good teacher. Like my team loves to work with me. I really challenge them. But yes, I'm, I'm a self-taught designer. It was not easy. There's probably still things that people can do that I can't do, but most of that isn't necessary. <laughs> I think that this is information that's really good for people to hear because so often we have people who may not have gone to school mm -hmm. and feel like, well, you know, I didn't go to school for that. So, you know, I can't do that or I can't do that. We got to take that word out of everything because clearly you can do whatever you want to do. Um, even if you have to teach yourself how to do it, <laughs> absolutely, because that's exactly what you did. And now you are teaching others. So you are the expert mm -hmm. in this particular area. And you did not go to school for it. You nope. went to Chrissy's Chrissy school. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're proving is that anything is possible, but you have to want it enough. You have to want to do it. And so again, we're talking about putting that work in, putting that work in. And it's okay to pivot and change. Just like you said, uh, you know, when we're younger, we don't really know what we want to do sometimes. It's a little hard. So, you know, we go to school, we major in one thing. It's okay if 10, 20, 25 years down the road, we decide, hey, you know what? I think I took the wrong path. I need to change up and go a different way. Yes, that is also acceptable. We can do it. So I think that, um, you know, what you're doing is really um, sharing some very good, useful information for people to hear that, um, you know, we can do whatever we want to do. It doesn't matter uh, what we've done in the past. So right. you did talk a little bit about how your first year was a little challenging. Um, so I just wanted to ask, could you describe um, if you had any other challenges or struggles along the way? Um, if, if you did, can you just share with us how you overcame those? Yeah, honestly, most of the issues that um, I ran into were mindset. Um, so, for example, one of them being my relationship with money and my beliefs about money. So, like, what are the stories you were told as a child? Like, oh, my gosh, like money doesn't grow on trees. This is like the furthest thing from the truth. Like money is so abundant, y'all. Like. It is crazy. Like everywhere you, I want you to open your eyes right now and just look up. No matter what you look at, there was money exchanged for it. Money is abundant, right? We're on the internet right now. We're both paying for that. Like money is so abundant. And to think that you can't just reach out and grab some of that is like, what? So that was the biggest like mindset <laughs> issue that I had. And then just like productivity, building like my, finding my own flow or rhythm. Um, and doing that through like systems and, and structures, mostly how I built that, I found what works for me. And I'm also open to changing it. All right. So my, my, since I've um, been hiring people on my team, so I have a team of 10 now. And working with them, it's about us all finding our rhythm together now and understanding that what works for me may not work for them. And we need to develop a system together. So it's the same thing for you and any of the clients you work with, any of the customers you want to, you know, fulfill orders with. It's, it's about finding your flow and your rhythm. 
And the biggest thing, like my biggest advice to people who are just starting out, because I've been doing this now for a long time. And I think the missing piece is so simple. And it's just to curate the environment you need to succeed in. So for example, do you have a space that only work happens? Like people laugh all the time. Like I talk to my team, I'm like, oh, I'm still in the office or I haven't left the office yet. And my office is literally right behind my bedroom. Like, but this, in my mind, I am at work. I am in a whole nother space than my actual home. I only come into this room for work. So changing that and creating this environment that I can really thrive in. So I got multiple monitors. I have, you know, like I, I was saying earlier before we, you know, started, I was like, hey, my phone's on do not disturb. Like creating that environment where you can be productive in mm-hmm. and that you can function in. And then most importantly, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs don't do this, get up and get dressed. I say that all the time and people were like, oh, how do you know? Stop working in your pajama pants, stop working in your bed, keep your nails mm-hmm. and hair done if it makes you feel good. You know, whatever, whatever you gotta do, keep your hair cut if you're a guy, like if whatever you gotta do to feel your best, do it. Cause I'm a firm believer if you look good, you feel good. It's almost like an instant like lipstick you put on. So those are some of the things that really I had to realize really impact me on a day-to-day basis like the simple things Mm -hmm. right so we're so busy like chasing all this other stuff but in reality it's it's all within you everything you are your only obstacle when it comes to entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and once you understand that you will feed and pour into you like never before and then my last tip i just have to say this because it's huge and I, i see my clients like struggling with this. So there's a thing when in project management. So that's kind of where my corporate background is, is like project management, business analyst, um, application development. So there's a thing called the backlog. And basically what it is, is like the list of things you will do at some point in the future. It is not necessarily mm-hmm. anything that's prioritized or scheduled. We need to, as entrepreneurs, embrace the fact that there will always be work. Because I find that in a lot of my clients and myself, We get caught up in like trying to clear our queue almost, trying to check off all the things on the list, when in reality, they don't always need to be checked off. And they also, you know, become outdated very quickly. So we stress about this like ever, never ending backlog or list of things to do, when in reality, like Target doesn't just say, oh, we're all done here. There's no work to do. There's always going to be work to do. And you have to embrace that. Mm-hmm. And stop trying to chase the end of that to-do list because once you're done with what you just did, you should be looking at how it's performing and making improvements to that. So there's never mm-hmm. an ending, and I and I think that's really important because I feel like if you don't, if you think the opposite, you end up on this hamster wheel of like work, 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 burnout, stop, freeze, not posting on anything, not talking to clients, just completely bummed and burned out. And then you get Mm -hmm. back on that hamster wheel and it creates this vicious cycle that I see a lot of people struggle in. Mm -hmm. So that's like a really, really big one to avoid. It's just kind of, it's changing your mindset around your to-do list and just focusing on a few items, you know, every day, the most important impactful items. Yeah. I just heard from Christy. She says, first of all, you got to get out the bed. You got to get dressed as if you're going into the corporate world as if you're really going to get on that train, get in your car or wherever 
and go into a different building because we got a lot of work from home people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now, entrepreneurship, a lot of us, we're doing it from home. Mm-hmm. So it's important with what you said, you want to feel the part, you know, so you want to feel like you're at work. So getting up, getting dressed, um, doing everything you would do if you were going to a different job, if you were going to a different building, you want to get yourself right for that. There's always work to do. Entrepreneurship is not um, for someone who, you know, just want to take the slow road and take it easy. <laughs> That's not what entrepreneurship is about. Yes, it is. It is work, you know, always working, always doing. One thing that I find helps me, um, Christy, and I do agree, I get up and I get dressed. I do everything, earrings on, you know, I, I do it all. Um, I also try to sort of plan out my day so that I am taking like an actual break because I hear what you say, you know, you can get in that room, you can get in that home off and you just, you know, you just add it and nonstop. And it's so easy to be like that. And I think one of the things that helps to balance it out is just making sure you are taking breaks, um, you know, every few hours or so, um, get your lunch break in. And, um, you know, I think that will also help so that you won't feel like you're on that hamster wheel um, rolling around. Absolutely. Lunch breaks are crucial. I'm not the best, to be perfectly honest, at, you know, taking breaks and and lunch breaks. I'm pulled in a lot of meetings and a lot of directions overall. Mm -hmm. But it is something that I continue to strive for. I don't strive for perfection. I just Mm -hmm. strive for done, not perfect. So, but that's definitely something that I think is a really crucial reminder for people just getting started for sure. So if there was anything that you could do differently to fill this path, what would it be? Um, I would say to stop stressing and like kind of what I alluded to in the beginning, which I feel like there is, um, there's a lot of of like, find your purpose. Here's your purpose. Here's your journey. Here's your, everyone's talking about this. And it's, it's giving people a, um, like mindset of like lack, you know, like if I have to find something, that means I don't have it today. And I want people to understand that you have everything you need, everything you need to be successful today. You are the only thing in your way. So your mindset around purpose and around your journey and your path needs to change. It needs to be more open. It needs to be like a revolving door, things going in and things coming out. Like, you know what? I loved, for example, I had a business. I had a couple businesses before this, but I had a business that was event planning and I really liked it. But then at some point I didn't, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I really had an amazing time. I had a team of three, um, four, including me. And I, I'd had an amazing time, but then at some point it just didn't serve me anymore. And I was comfortable with that. And I feel like sometimes we stress so much about that whole transition and and what purpose looks like and just this lack mindset. Like I would just say, be abundant in every way possible. Be grateful for what it is you have today and you will see it continuously pay pay it forward. Like that mindset really does reimburse you just from like, um, you know, manifestation or like really just faith, 
right? Anything that you believe, when you believe a certain thing, it just kind of happens in front of you versus like obsessing over the details and like, oh, it's just still not right. Just look at your life and your business and your passion as a, a playground, right? I say all the time as business owners, we're, we're scientists who you know create experiments. We have a hypothesis. We say, we think this will work. And then we try it. It fails. We learn from the failure and we make changes and we continue. Mm -hmm. And being okay with that process, just in life in general, I think that's why I do well. I don't really get like married to ideas much. I'm always open to change, always open to feedback. Um, and with that, it, it makes it very hard to stress about. Don't get me wrong, I'm not immune at all, but um, it is something that I consistently remind myself and in, in my clients. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, don't stress about what it will be and what it should be and where you should be. Like just remove should from your vocabulary is the best tip I can give you. <laughs> mm, that's a very good tip. You know, um, sometimes we do overthink things, uh, think on it a little too hard. Uh, take a long time to make decisions. Just make a decision and go with it. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, if we, if it turns out to be a wash and we messed up, oh, like you said, learn from it. But keep moving. Mm -hmm. Always mm -hmm. forward. Always yep. forward. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing, Chrissy. You have really provided us with a lot of information. Are there any other tidbits that you want to share? Um, I, the last point I would I would love to make because I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this is embrace being multi passionate, but also focus. So a lot of people have multiple things, right? They have, um, you know, I'm a copywriter and I also like to do photography and I also like to do um, events. They just do so much and they don't know how to communicate that. And that's mm -hmm. for a reason. So I would say embrace being multi-passionate, but focus on one thing because you only are one person. When you're trying to build a business, it requires systems and, and structure and just overall like clarity of what it is that you do and why. And so it's very hard to do that with multiple things, right? Like if you do all the things under the kitchen sink, right? And you meet someone, what do you tell them? Right. You, you have an opportunity sitting right in front of you, but you're stuck because you have no idea if you should talk about your drop shipping business or your event planning business or your, you know, creative agency, which are three businesses that I owned all at one time. <laughs> so I'm mm -hmm. speaking from experience. So focus, focus, put all that energy, effort, all of your time behind one thing, make that baby blossom and then you can branch out. Mm hmm. Okay, good information, Chrissy. Thank you so much Thank you. for sharing. Now, how can someone who feels a sense of familiarity with what you do get in touch with you if they have questions or would just like to uh, get some of your services? Absolutely. So um, regardless, I'm an open book. So you can always shoot me an Instagram uh, DM and it's color addicts, but with K's, K-O-L-O-R-A-D-D-I-K-T. Or if you want to kind of meet me and talk to me, I do have a free 15 minute call. You can book on my website and that's just coloradic.com spelled the same exact way. Mm -hmm. But I'm an open book. So I tell people all the time, if you just have a question, feel free to either drop a DM or you can schedule a call and we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I know you said you've been in business for a long time, but I look at you and I'm like, mm, this doesn't look like anyone who's been around for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> People always so, think I'm very young. <laughs> you seem to have accomplished a lot. You've learned a lot and you have so much great advice. And I know that you're just wonderful at what you do, especially with coaching people. I can just hear it all in you and I can also hear the passion about what you do. So congratulations to you. I'm so happy for you and on your road um, to whatever comes next. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun and amazing. You are so welcome. You have just heard from my guest, Chrissy Robinson. Stay tuned for next week's episode where my guest will be Bianca Guzman. See you then. Bye-bye.